So today's title is receive what you pray. Let me share you some disclaimer. Okay. So the first disclaimer is there are no formulas. Okay. So if you are going back home after listening to the session and if you thought this is step number one, step number two, step number three, and you know, just a formula to receive whatever you prayed, then you're missing the point. You have to understand this in the context of your relationship with God. The third thing is, this is all about inviting God to work on our hearts. The idea is not just to receive whatever materialistic blessings that you desire, but it is so that God can work in our hearts, so that God can work in the deepest parts of our hearts. Turn with me to Mark 11 verse 24. It says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. I want you to highlight three things in that verse. Desire, pray and believe. Whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them. I have identified, you know, main three points in receiving what you pray. And this is something that I'm sharing for my personal life. The first one is desire. The second one is believe. The third one is pray. I know in the verse, it is desire, prayer and believe. But you need to believe first, right? Before you pray. So the first one is desire. Second one is belief. Third one is prayer. What can you desire? Whatever. The verse says, whatever things that you desire. Okay? Whatever things that you desire and you believe for and you pray, you shall receive them. The first question that you need to ask yourself is, what do you want? Not just to have a superficial desire, but to have a clear vision of what is that desire. For example, if you want to go to Maldives, but you don't know what Maldives is, you know, what is that desire? It's just a superficial desire. You don't know what you want. You need to have a clear vision of what you really want. So ask yourself, what do you want? Is it just a superficial desire or is it a real desire that you really want? I'll give you an example. Remember Moses? He sends 12 spies to scope out the promised land. And the 12 spies, when they come back, they see the same things. But how they process the information that they see is so different. 10 out of them come back saying, we are not able to go up against these people for they are too strong. They are like giants. We are like grasshoppers. They saw the same things, but they are afraid. The other two, they come and they speak a different language. And that is Joshua and Caleb. They say, come on, we should go up right now. Right now, we can go and take possession of it because we can surely overcome it. So what's the difference between the 10 and the two? Both of them had the desire to go to the promised land. But only the two of them had a very clear vision of what God had put in their hearts. And that clear vision was, man, this is a vision that we have received from God. If God has said it, he will do it. That's why ask yourself, what do you want? And when you ask yourself, what do you want? Let God participate in that desire. Let God participate in that desire where he can give you a clear vision. The second one is you need to ask yourself, why do you want this? Why do I want this desire? The reason why you are asking this is so that you can judge your heart's intention. A lot of times we have desires, not because we want to have those desires, but because our neighbor has that. We want to buy a car because the neighbor has a big car. So we also want to buy a car. So you need to ask yourself, why do you want this desire? Is that desire in God's will for you? If the desire is in, not in God's will for you, that prayer will not be answered. Mark 11 verse 25. It says, whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone 
so that your father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses jesus could have simply said hey you know what just desire believe and pray and you will receive it he says no not just that if there is unforgiveness in your heart forgive why is he saying that so that we can judge our hearts intentions so that we can reflect on what is there in our heart so when we talking about desire there are two questions that you need to ask ourselves what do i want why do i want it now how to know if the desires of our heart is in god's will only if the desire is in god's will will you see that desire being fulfilled now how do you know if the desire is in god's will very simple first through scriptures second through intimacy by knowing his heart if you can find the desire in his scriptures or if you can find the desire through intimacy through knowing your heavenly father you know that the desire is in god's heart for you does that make sense now let me give you an example okay i really believe that god wants us to be prosperous but what if that prosperity is going to reveal the corruption that is already in you see prosperity does not corrupt you prosperity just reveals the corruption that is already there in you so if you get a 1 million dollar today and it reveals the corruption in you god would want to work in your heart first so when we are asking this question okay what do i want why do i want this we are basically inviting god to work in our hearts so that when we receive the promise when we receive the desire we are prepared to receive it there's no point if we receive 1 million dollars and we are corrupted we lose the blessing the second point is believe and jesus said you have to believe that you have already received it you have to believe that you have already received it so from where you are currently to reach your desired goal does not take time it does not take time it's not a matter of time if you want to see your desires being fulfilled it is not a matter of time it is a matter of faith now two questions that you need to ask yourself over here how can i believe i have received it when i don't see it what exactly should i believe in what's the first question how can i believe i have received it when i don't see it the second question is what exactly should i believe so let's answer the first question read ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ who has blessed us in christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places paul is saying that you are already blessed in christ with every blessing where in the invisible realm the reason why you don't see your blessing is because you have received every blessing in christ in the invisible realm so it does not matter if you see your blessing or not what matters is do you believe it okay that's why we walk by faith and not by sight how can i believe i have received it when i don't see it you believe it by faith you just believe it why because you have received it in the person of jesus in the invisible realm in your spirit man the second question is what you should believe to reach a desired goal or to reach your desire there's a cost which needs to be paid by faith remember what i said it does not take a matter of time it takes your faith to reach your desires to reach your desired goal so there's a cost that needs to be paid this cost is what you need to believe in if you didn't get that i'll explain this to you if you're planning to go to maldives okay this is your house and you're planning to go to maldives you need to find the cost of the flight and the accommodations if you don't find the cost of flight and accommodations how are you going to pay the money 
which is required for you to go to Maldives, right? So you need to find the cost for flights and the accommodations, and then you pay that cost by cash, credit, or debit card. Now, similarly, when you have a desire, okay, this is your desire. When you have a desire, there's a cost for that desire to manifest. There is a specific cost which needs to be paid by faith. If you don't understand the cost for the desire to manifest, how will you pay it by faith? See, I'm trying to explain it to you guys how to find what you need to believe in. Because if you know what you should believe in, then it becomes very easy. So what you need to believe in is, you need to ask yourself, what is the cost for this desire to manifest? Once you understand the cost, you can pay it by faith. And the question is, are you willing to pay the cost? See, a lot of us have the desire. But where we fail is, we are not willing to pay the cost. That is where we fail. We are not willing to pay the cost. Okay, for example, you know, most of us want to get married. But we are not willing to pay the cost. The only thing that we are thinking of is romance, infatuation, you know, all the rosy idea of what you think what marriage is all about. But you don't understand the other side of the rosy aspect of marriage, which is responsibility which is another good idea and it's a very matured gift. So you need to ask yourself, okay, this desire that I have has a cost which I need to pay in faith. Am I willing to pay that cost? Because if you are not willing to pay the cost, that means you are not willing to actually see the desire being fulfilled. It's just a superficial desire that you have. You just want to dream about it, but you don't want to grow the journey. You don't want to be prepared for. You don't want God to prepare you for. So the next question is, okay, if you're willing to pay the cost, just say, I'm willing to pay the cost. What is the cost? What is the cost that will get my desire fulfilled? Now understand this, guys. This cost is not monetary. It is not about money. And this cost is very subjective. It changes from person to person and from desire to desire. So I cannot tell you, the cost that it took me so that you can do the same thing. It will not apply like that. That's why I told you in the beginning, this is not a formula. This has to be something that has to be paid by faith. So it has to be beyond the physical realm. It's not something that you can buy through money or through something that you can work for. It is a cost that you have to pay by faith. You have to believe in. Now, let me explain to you what that cost is. I can only give you some general guidelines on how to figure the cost, but you have to figure the cost for yourself. So if you want to get married, ask yourself, what would it cost me to get married? Or if you want to expand your business, ask yourself, what would it cost me to expand my business? Or if you want to get healthy, ask yourself, what would it cost me to get healthy? I'll give you more specific examples, okay? So don't worry. What is this cost? This cost is basically simply changing your mind about who you are. Remember what? Metanoia is repentance. Repentance in Greek is metanoia. What is metanoia? Simply changing our minds. So this cost is simply changing your minds about who you are. This cost, see, this cost requires you to invest in faith right now so that you can have your desires. Like self-righteous people would say, oh, I had to sacrifice myself to get this desire. But it is not, it is not sacrifice. It is an investment. Why? Because you are investing to get something so much more in return. This cost really requires you to invest in faith right now, which is basically changing your mind about who you are, changing your identity, having a bigger idea of who you are in Christ. Understand this. You cannot manifest what you want. You can only manifest who you are in Christ. This is a wonderful truth.
you know you cannot receive what you want you can only receive who you are in christ so what did i tell you in the last slide this cost is basically a willful choice that you are making about your identity it is a choice that you are making about who you are you're changing your perception about who you are so it's a basic willful choice that you're making from moving from a place of wanting to a place of being so for example your desire is i want prosperity that has to change from prosperity to saying i'm prosperous you have to believe this because if your desire is only i want prosperity i want prosperity that means you don't know who you are in christ remember ephesians 1 verse 3 that you are blessed with every spiritual blessing so you are not recognizing who you are in christ when you are believing when you are understanding the cost it is changing from wanting to being your desire being i want prosperity now your what you are believing about yourself is i am prosperous i want to be satisfied why do you want to get married because i want to be satisfied why do you want to get married i want to be fulfilled but it has to change from that to saying i'm satisfied i'm fulfilled even before i got married i'm satisfied i'm fulfilled why because you are in christ you have already received the satisfaction the fulfillment in christ this is what you need to believe for so it is basically a willful choice that you make to move from just having a desire to being okay it's a, it's a change that you need to make in your minds about your identity as long as you are wanting i want prosperity i want fulfillment i want satisfaction you know i want happiness you are operating from a mindset of lack you are operating from a mindset of separation but if you can move from the place of wanting to a place of being like i want prosperity no but what i believe about myself is i'm prosperous then what is happening is you are operating from a place of union you are operating from a place man i am already blessed in jesus okay you are operating from that place now once you have done that you have to express your faith in actions why because remember what james says in james 2 verse 22 faith without works is dead so if you really believe for example if you really believe that you are prosperous you will express that faith in actions so if what you believe about yourself is not being reciprocated in action that means that faith is dead that means you're not really believing so for example you want a prosperity and you believe that you are prosperous then you have to show me show me your actions show me those steps of faith that you are taking believing that you are prosperous but if you're not taking those steps of faith that means you really don't believe so what you need to do is go back to step number 1 desire ask what you want why do you want and then believe asking yourself what is the cost and try to change your mindset from wanting to believe because you will know that you have changed your mindset from wanting to believe when you have expressed it in actions that's when you know that you have truly become that person let me give you an example so i want to become a father we are praying for a father we are praying for a father <laughs> i want to become a father and we are praying to have a child okay so i've been asking god for this desire and as i've been allowing god to work in my lives i recognize that having a child is going to change me as a person so when i ask myself what kind of a person i want to be when i when i want to have a child i got these answers i want to be healthy i want to be prosperous I want to be fit. I want to get better at cooking. Now, when I asked myself this, when I got these answers, I asked myself, "Am I willing to pay the cost?" And I said, "Yes, I'm willing to pay the cost." So, 
what did I do? I started, you know, I started expressing that faith in actions. How did I start to express that faith in actions? I started a nutritious diet plan. Okay. I started learning about finances, investment and stocks. I started working out daily and I started to experiment with cooking. So your faith has to be expressed in actions. Only when it expresses in actions, do you clearly know that you really believe it. You really believe that you have received that blessing in the person of Jesus. If you are not expressing it actions, it is just a thought in your mind. Does that make sense, guys? I hope it does. Okay. <laughs> okay. What is the point of this exercise? Okay. This belief thing, I told you there are two major aspects of this belief. One, understanding what the cost of it is. And when you understand what the cost of it is, you move from wanting to being. And then you express that being through action. You express that believing in action. So what is the point of this exercise? The point of this exercise is very simple. It is to find godly contentment before seeing your desire fulfilled. In other words, seeing your need met in who you are in Christ, even before the desire is manifested. Even before you see the manifestation of your desire, if you can see your de desire met in the person of Jesus, that is what we are doing. Let me give you an example. Joseph saw a dream when he was a child and he had to wait quite a bit, quite a bit for that desire to be fulfilled. In fact, he went through serious life altering circumstances. But what the Bible says is that even before Joseph became the prime minister, wherever he was, he was a slave. He was in the marketplace, in the jail, wherever he was, he was successful. Why? The reason is the Lord was with him. Success was defined by who was with him? The Lord was with him and he was successful. So I really want to believe that Joseph was successful even before he saw his desires being fulfilled. His external circumstances did not move his inner being. See, this is a problem. Let me explain this to you. If you're praying for $500 million, okay, because you think that $500 million is going to make you happy. And when you're praying for that, if you can't be happy, Without receiving that $500 million, if you can't be happy in the person of Jesus, even when you get that $500 million, you will not be happy. Does that make sense? Another example, you want to get married because you want to be satisfied. But if you are not satisfied today in the person of Jesus, you will not be satisfied when you get married. So believing is all about Moving from a place of wanting to a place of being where you see your desires met in the person of Jesus. Even before the desires have manifested, you are seeing the desires met in the person of Jesus and you are operating from a place of completeness, operating from a place of fulfillment. When you do that, okay, that is when you will see your desire being manifested. It is not a matter of time. It is a matter of faith. The last step is pray. Now, in this whole dynamics, prayer will change. Because now the meaning of prayer is not just about getting a request met, but it is about a simple declaration of what God has already blessed you with in the person of Jesus. You're not praying, oh Lord, give me this, give me that, give me this. Because now you're operating from a place of belief. You're operating from a place where you know that you are clearly blessed in the person of Jesus. Now, if you really believe that, now your prayer is, Lord, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for you have made me prosperous. I want to thank you for you have satisfied my every desire. I want to thank you for fulfilling everything that I need. I want to thank you for making me complete. I want to thank you for I can find happiness in you. Our prayer changes. That's why Paul says, 
you know he's always urging his believers to have the same attitude of being grateful and to pray without ceasing remember ephesians 1 verse 16 where he says i do not cease to give thanks paul could be in jail paul could be in the palace he could be anywhere but his attitude would not change why because his reality that he found in jesus was much bigger than the external circumstances that's why in first thessalonians 5 he says pray without ceasing and in everything give thanks he does not say for everything he says in everything give thanks if you can truly believe that you are blessed with every spiritual blessings in christ okay whatever your desire is if you can truly see it in the person of jesus you will give thanks your prayer is a prayer of gratitude your prayer is a prayer of thanksgiving you don't have to see the desire to start thanking god see the desire met in the person of jesus and you will start thanking him by thanksgiving because being thankful is so powerful it takes you from a place of fear from a place of lack into being adventurous see understand this guys there's a lot of unknown we don't know what is going to happen tomorrow what is going to happen in 10 years there's a lot of unknown now you have two options you can either operate from a place of fear or you can operate from a place of faith both faith and fear are the same things because they operate on what you believe if you change what you believe you can change from fear to faith if you believe today in god you don't have to live your life in fear you can live your life adventurously like a roller coaster right so what you believe today really matters i'm just going to conclude soon let's just recap what's the first thing that we said desire two questions that you need to ask yourself what do i want what do you want what is the clear vision behind it and why do you want it what is your heart's intention behind it okay once you have that clear desire you can believe for you to believe you need to ask yourself what is the cost am i willing to pay the cost and how do i pay the cost in faith how do i express my belief in faith how do i express this faith in actions then when you pray you pray from a place of gratitude and fulfillment not oh lord i need this but thank you jesus thank you jesus that i find it in the person of christ thank you god that i find it that you have already blessed me from a place of gratitude then you receive who you are in christ i want you to read this verse okay this is a very powerful verse and has been with me for a very long time ephesians chapter 4 verse 1 it says i therefore a prisoner for the lord see paul is not a prisoner for the lord he is actually a prisoner of rome but he does not say that he says i therefore a prisoner for the lord what what is he doing in all his external circumstances he is reading it through the lens of who he is in christ and he saying i therefore a prisoner for the lord urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called he is saying guys your calling is super high god has already blessed you with everything that you need to walk into that calling so walk worthy of that calling he is not asking you to become worthy okay understand that you are already worthy he, this is not about worth but he is saying walk in the manner of that calling that you have been called to what is he saying if you are the son of god then walk like the son of god don't walk like a beggar if you really are a child of god walk like him okay final example remember abram he desired to have a child the distance between what abram desired and who abram was 
was shortened by faith. Okay? How was it shortened by faith? Because God, before fulfilling his desire, changed his name from Abraham to Abraham. You know, Abraham means exalted father, but Abraham means father of many nations. Even before Abraham got his promise, God changed his name. Why? Because God was changing his identity. He changed his identity before he could see his desire being fulfilled. And I'm saying, guys, you know, the cost of what we need to believe is to change our identity, to see ourselves being fulfilled, being blessed in the person of Jesus. If we can change our identity from a place of wanting to a place of being, my goodness, anything that you desire will be fulfilled. Anything that you desire will be fulfilled. May God bless you guys.